What's going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with the crew today. What's up, Leo? What's up, D? What's up, Brian? What's happening? What's up, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, paused there for a second. Really I know I did. I, I was waiting for like, or... what's up, babe, honey? Nah. We, up, keep, we, we keep this professional here. Hello, wife. <laughs> Hello, you. <laughs> I felt like I should have sang our way into this oh my opening God. to what we're covering <laughs> so today. So I've gotten really good reviews from our uh, Game of Thrones Same singing, here. by the way. Same here. From we, that I, intro. We were on, we were on tune. And well, when I heard God. it, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound as ridiculous as I expected. I know. It. We, should be, we should be proud. Mm-hmm. We should be proud. Ryan's like, what is Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> so today, very, very light agenda. Go over some news, what we watched today. And then with the release of Rocketman, we decided to look at our... Uh, favorite top 10 musical biopics and uh ryan how many did you end up with like four (laughs) (laughs) ryan you could do uh comic book music scenes if you want to include that comic book music are there any are there any well you mean like like like, in movies like like, toby mcguire's infamous walk yeah that counts like that's for for ryan that'd be mr freeze singing uh the heat Uh, the ice miser yes there you go there you go (laughs) i mean it's something so, but let's just get right into it with some news for the day. Um, so we mentioned it like a few weeks ago, or last week actually, but now it's official, official. Oh, uh, Batman. Robert, our Pats, as Jen calls him, is now uh, the Dark Knight. And like I said last week, I'm perfectly fine with it. I saw I, a meme the other day that someone said it took him 12 years to turn into a bat. Yeah, he's like the worst, worst vampire, vampire, he's the worst vampire, vampire ever. ever. That's actually funny. It took him 12 years. I think... <laughs> there was more backlash when there was originally announced than when it was really when it was confirmed. I I saw the usual trolls, but it wasn't. Well, I, was, I think people have accepted it at this point, right? Yeah, and I think yeah, there's to, nothing you can yeah, do. It's to, to your point <laughs> yeah, too, like happening. like people had backlash on every single Batman casting before. I think by now you're like, you know what? <laughs> it's, yeah, it might work. Why not? Yeah, and Pattinson, like I I I think he's broody enough for Bruce. My only concern is I don't see him getting big enough for Batman. Well. Look at Michael Keaton never really bulked up. Sorry? Michael Keaton never bulked no, up. No, but that was back in the day when comic book accuracy wasn't a thing. Now we're talking Ben Affleck bulked up like well, to 40 some, pounds and, to become and my Batman. Counter to that, too, to some, right? So some um, of that might come in. Chris, Christian Bale didn't really bulk up. No. He was big, Bro. but he wasn't like Ben Affleck big. And that turned out perfectly fine. Hmm. I think Christian Bale gets a bad rap, and I think I'm part of that because he was a good Batman. It's just that voice took away from becoming yeah, a great Batman. Like, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. So, I, I know Ryan loves the voice, right? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it makes total sense. Because bats sound like they have throat cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right. So, some of the news that I saw this week. That I'm like, <laughs> we should definitely talk about this. Let's see what we, we should start. Should we start with continue with the superhero news we heard yesterday? Oh yeah, I, I remember I read something online that it looks like uh, Keanu Reeves is in talks to uh, to join up with the MCU in the uh, the Eternals movie. Um, and it looks like they've already got Angelina Jolie on board with that. And why yes. um, you Oh, the guy from well, what what has she done bad? She's like probably that's be so really horrible. Uh, whatever. Loved her. She wanted. was good and wanted. That when's the girl also, interrupted. What's the last good movie she's done be- after Wanted, my I friends? I don't know. But she's also been raising, like, 50 kids. You know, Maleficent yeah. is not something that says, yeah, let's throw her in the Eternals. But I think she was a good, 
I think she was cast very well for it, though. She has the look for Sleeping Beauties, Maleficent. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. The dark hair, those big lips, like Keanu. So here's my thing. I think Keanu is good in certain roles. And if you notice, John Wick, he doesn't have a lot of speaking lines. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue. So are you saying he's good in roles where he doesn't have to talk very much? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think he'll kill it in the actions with the action in the movie. But I don't know. Why am I doubting fucking Kevin Feige at this point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let point, me just like... shut up and say, yeah, Ke- Keanu Reeves will be perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, I love Keanu. When's the I'm ticket on sale? That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> have we gotten past the point of like when a new Marvel movie comes out, you're like, of course it's going to work. Uh, I think Gu- Guardians. Guardians and Ant-Man. After Guardians and Ant-Man, you were like, it's yeah. a you trust anything. Because I, I didn't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Exactly. And I knew, I had heard of Ant-Man when I was younger, but I I had no interest in reading any character named Ant-Man. So, yeah. But I, I think out of all their casting, and they have had some perfect casting, Paul Rudd was fucking perfect. Paul Rudd is perfect. Ant-Man. He's a perfect I think man. because, I think his He's performance eternal. and he, yeah he yeah he looks He's fantastic eternal. he looks wonderful <laughs> um keeping on the marvel train which i have a lot to say about this uh x-men dark phoenix phoenix uh james mcavoy said that reshoot the reshoots of the ending were done because there are similarities to another comic book film time to unleash yeah i saw the same thing like so i'm just saying what other marvel movie what, what comic oh i think movies? it's captain marvel you think it's captain marvel yeah, i think it's captain marvel captain huh. marvel why i'll take so- dark phoenix in space Captain Marvel in space. Okay. I think the ending was in space. So they say. So I was listening to Collider, a podcast on Collider, which made me do more research. That someone on the podcast said that they spoke to someone that saw the screening of it a year ago. Remember, like, news came out that it was really bad? Yeah. The ending of the movie was already changed in 2018. Jeez. So I personally think it's one of those... We know it's going to be really bad. So let's just, just prepping, start, mm-hmm. let's just start the cleanup work now. Let's just start the cleanup work. Gotcha. So I feel bad for James Ackerboy because I love him. And I feel bad for yeah. Sean Turner. And I feel bad Turner. for a lot of the uh, this cast just because especially the ones from the other newer X-Men movies. You've, they've done really good work. The, I mean, Apocalypse was not good. Great. I don't think it was as bad as people try to make it out to be. And no, Days of Future Past was awesome. Past the, I enjoyed Apocalypse for like the aesthetics of just the visuals, like Apocalypse. Yes. Well, for me, a, Apocalypse. Olivia Munn as Psylocke was like yeah, a godsend she to was very... every man. Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, relax, relax. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, fanboy. you're hating because yeah. of that. But hold I thought on, she looked on. the part <laughs> very she well. Like incredible she, as Psylocke. She got in shape. Mm-hmm. She did yeah. training. Sure. Like. <laughs> You can't deny that. Go, Paco. <laughs> oh, I still can't get over it, at least in the beginning. The I'll never forget the first time seeing the Apocalypse trailer. And once they showed Apocalypse, like, that Ivan looks like Ooze. fucking Ivan, Ivan Ooze. Ooze. Ivan Ooze. <laughs> so my, my issue with Apocalypse is not, it's an okay movie. It's fine. But this guy's Thanos-like. And we're getting rid of him in one yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm, look, I'm the anti X Men person. Yeah, for here, you, right? to, I know, for you to say that, <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, enjoyed it. it I was, was right. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what's gonna happen with that. I mean, uh, I why can't they get the story right? You be- think? Oh, they will. They will. Oh, they will. They will, sir. Oh, yeah. Now it's back in the hands of people that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I I saw. Uh, I posted yeah. that. I posted on Facebook that the embargo lifts on my on my birthday actually. Yay! 
at one a.m. on June fifth, the day before the movie drops. So you definitely know more about that than I do. Yeah. So like um, the embargo, how when do movies typically lift the embargo? Is when it like they a week they're before, good. when they know they're good. It really? all depends on MC. MCU on the film, actually. is like two or three weeks before. Oh shoot. The reason they didn't do uh, if, uh, Endgame was because they really wanted everything. But that's also because the they're spoilers. confident that the movie's good because they'll change things out, right? Like so, it's all dependent on confidence. Like, yeah, I remember the first time Embargo really played an impact for me in the superhero genre was with B versus S, like a, like three years ago. Okay, yeah. So I saw that we were three weeks out and nothing, and I was like, "This is starting to concern Something's me." Something's up. And I already, obviously, you know how I feel about Snyder, and he's terrible. So, I as soon as we and as we got closer, I started researching. I'm like, all right, so it's been there's a week and a half to go. Where the fuck are these reviews? Then I looked it up, and the embargo was this Tuesday before the movie was released. And the movie was probably on a Thursday. Yeah, got it. So when the reviews came, I knew. I then I knew it was a lost cause. I knew it was over. Wow. Ones after that. Um, and this was releasing the day before. Yeah. So for certain movies, use embargoes are. Re- uh, irrelevant irrelevant doesn't matter um but like a movie like star wars you're gonna get a, an embargo the week of to because there's so many secrets end game mm-hmm. the week of. Fair, but like fair. mar captain marvel was three weeks before wonder woman was dude a month i think it was almost close to that's a right month before. Um, shazam was three and a half weeks so you it the embargo unless you play at a festival is usually within the contents of a within month. a month yeah got it got so it. like once upon a time in hollywood doesn't come out till end of july but reviews already came out because it premiered in con uh-huh. uh, and they were confident and yeah they were confident rocket yeah. man rocket man um which we'll talk about later the embargo lifted after the premiere con okay so if you're confident be like because it helps box office word of mouth yeah i was gonna helps. say at that point you're, you're it's, it's part of the whole marketing strategies to get the word of mouth i guess so so and then on the opposite you've re- you've released the reviews late because you're worried about box office Shoot. so you don't want the the word of mouth to destroy that so yeah. it should be interesting i'm actually predicting between 25 to 35 percent on rt that's kind of where i'm i'm ending up on is, is that the average of an x-men fox film no they're actually very high really they're in the 90s Ugh, i hate you outside guys. of apocalypse they're in the 90s and 80s yeah i listen i'll talk about that in a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> so that that's that i mean apocalypse i mean dark what is it even what i don't even know what it's called is it x-men dark, dark phoenix, phoenix. Or it's just x-men dark phoenix? the last one <laughs> that's, what, that's all it is it's last actually, one the here's last the end one. of the shit <laughs> <laughs> we also roll got, credits we also got a few new trailers this week we got the rambo last blood trailers nice. i mean it looks like a fucking rambo movie and i'm in <laughs> so it's funny it, it gave me it gave me old man Logan vibes. Yeah, because like, yeah. I, I typically for a Rambo movie, I need to see him with a mullet, and, and he does there's it. no like long the hair. He's got the re- yeah, he's got the regular re- regular hair. So I'm like, oh okay. I, I like the bandana tied around. His or the arm. bandana, yeah. What is your favorite? The ribbon Rambo one. movie. Ooh. Or is it First Blood? Is no, it it's not First, First Blood. Blood. It's, okay. Uh... When it got over the top ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> John Rambo, the one from twenty two thousand eight. Is fucking insane. Oh, that was just like, like I, I thought I was watching a horror movie. There are no, there, there's no scripts. It's Have just you seen explosions. that one? I think I've only seen the first two oh, actually, my, and it was a really Lord. long time ago with my dad. Oh, my so Lord. it's they're so good. They're just really I, well. Watching these movies, it's Rambo, I was like, not Rambo. Johnny's not really that interested. No, no. Like, watching, <laughs> watching these movies, I was like twelve and watching these movies with my dad. So for a twelve-year-old girl. 
it was very violent. First at blood. The time. So, so I I would have to revisit for it for a sixty year old male. It's well, very violent. I, know, but <laughs> <laughs> I have them all on four K, so we can watch them. So I'm like, oh, I know, I know, you're gonna make me watch them. Yeah, all. of course, we gotta get ready for them. Um, so first blood. Fun fact: there was an alternate ending that screened, and then they had to change the ending. Uh, we would have never gotten a sequel because he dies in the original ending. Oh, of the wow. first one. Yeah, he kills himself because he has PTSD. Yeah, yeah. The first one's actually a serious movie. It is, the, it is. It is yeah. more serious. The second and third and the fourth are just. The well, the first one, one isn't is even Rambo. The first one is. Just First Blood. First Blood. Yeah. yeah. So like the first one's with, the, with like all the apartment buildings, right? And then like he. Well, I, obviously after coming out of. No, it no? takes, takes place in. One? Just in a town. In the town? Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And then they wanted him to leave the town, and he comes back, and right. yeah, all hell okay. breaks loose. It is violent, but not as violent as the other. The 90s were very violent, turbulent times. Yeah, this for sure. Happened every, like, this is what Red Dawn was, too. A regular town, and war just happens at a regular town. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next trailer is Annabelle Comes Home, and I loved Leo's reaction. He's like... How many movies are in this universe? <laughs> so, I think yeah. I, I think we could, if this is like Marvel, I got to start watching these. <laughs> so, yeah, like both, like so, like a little background. I am very anti any movies having to do with possession. It just freaks me out. Like The Exorcist was the first one and the last one I've ever seen, and I don't mess around with that. Uh, but as I'm watching the trailer, like it, de- it definitely dawned on me. I'm like, wait, there's like a lot of movies in this universe. So I looked at David. I'm like, hey, dude, like how many movies are in this universe? Yeah, He's like, it's gonna be like nine movies. or ten. Yes, it is ten, right? I'm like it's technically it's ten. It's technically holy shit! I thought it was like right? three. <laughs> yeah, it's Conjuring so one, it's, yeah, it's, two, Annabelle one, yeah. two and three. Wait, then, wait, wait. I the Conjuring, it. The Conjuring 2, The Conjuring 3, that that's coming out. That doesn't count yet because it's not out, not out yet. Wow. That's nuts. On September 11th, that's a little ominous. Yeah. Oh, the wow. Nun, La Quesa La Llorona. La Llorona's there, yeah. The Curse, yeah. The Curse of La Llorona. There's going to be a Nun 2. Are they re- if La Llorona the was Man. just released. Yeah. And now they're releasing another in the same year? Yeah. So they're releasing two movies in the same universe yeah. in the same year. Let me tell you something. They are scary Marvel. When I meet, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not scary Marvel. <laughs> they don't connect the way. We're not leading to fucking Thanos. I'll just put that. <laughs> so, so don't worry. There's no like. would have had me. The, the connections are very. Like, I. I did. It got really bad reviews, but I didn't mind the Curse of La Llorona for what it was. I, I was entertained. I, I I'm very very lenient on horror movies. I like mostly like all horror movies, but the connection to the Conjure universe is like really. So right now, if you were gonna watch them in their sequence, in their story order, can I guess? Sure. Okay. Take a guess. So the first one would be the Nun. Correct. The next one would be La Casa La, La Cure, the Curse of La Llorona. No. The Conjuring. Nope. Oh, I, I give up then. Just go. Annab- okay, so it would be The Nun, which takes place in 52. Okay. Annabelle Creation in 55. Annabelle in 67. The Conjuring in 71. Annabelle Comes Home, then, which is this one. That, that makes yeah, no one. sense. No, it does. The Curse of La Llorona in 1973. The Conjuring 2 in 1977. And then the, the next one, three. The Conjuring 3, would be the one. I- not from the, it does make sense. Not the from trailer wise, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, because you really only seen a tidbit. Like, I oh, lies! Now. It does make sense because does, now the Warrens have Annabelle. Okay, yeah. you're right. It does make sense. Oh damn it! I, they, I have all of them. Leo, I'll to, lend uh, them to you. You're good. All right, let me see. I got to. I got to catch up on Lucifer first. But okay, oh my God. <laughs> why, why can't we just watch good things? We are. Lucifer is Lucifer. good. I think you would like Lucifer. It's very, very good. I'm mm. like still, still waiting for that season five renewal. Netflix get on it bt dub i realize why the whole game of thrones things has hurt me so much about <laughs> being gone 
Because I think it's the last appointment television show. Everything else is streamed for the most part. Oh, shoot. Bro. You don't... Because, like... I DVR yeah, a lot of stuff. You're right. Yeah, because Game of Thrones people watched live. You're right. No you one really watches spoilers. TV no, live. Unless you're, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, unless you're home. No one's really terrified of Grey's Anatomy spoilers or any <laughs> nonsense of trash oh, no, TV looking, like that. I'm looking at Jenny right now. Is, Jenny's is, like is 45 true? seasons behind. And she just... And what? Grey's Anatomy. No, I'm not. I'm caught up to date. I'm oh, ready for I, season 15, 16, wherever we're going my right God, now. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Anyways, I am committed. Um, the and the last trailer kind of kicks off the Oscar season is uh, the Goldfinch. Yeah, that definitely gave me Oscar vibes. Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna mm-hmm. like cry. Who do a you lot. think? Who do you think would be nominated from this? Just from the trailer alone, obviously. Not if lot, I had but... to throw something, I'd be. I'll say Egg. Is it Ansel? Ansel. Edgar? Ansel. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it, the boy more than Ansel. It depends how much he has. It could Fair. be like a sporting Fair. Um, director and picture and screenplay. Nice screenplay because oh, screenplay they won a Pulitzer, is, yeah. a Pulitzer. So I think that's very important to the to the source. Like Jenny said it was like a seven hundred page book. It is. You know what that means, Leo? I'm it never is. gonna read it. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't read it anyway. No, and then the and then um, this is a movie that I highly recommend and I put Sorry. Jenny on. Uh, Terrifier, the sequel to begin filming in October. It is gory. It's very gory. Mm. Like but, saw gory or even more gory like than more saw. Gory more than gory, than yeah, more saw. gory, yeah. But I, it's a better movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Then the saw first, is not a bad movie. The first saw is great. The rest are terrible. Okay, you're not wrong. I think Terrified <laughs> is better than the rest of anything part uh, besides part. They're one. still enjoyable, but okay. So Terrifier is very campy. Terrifier, okay. yeah. It okay. reminds me of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It reminds me of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Ooh. Or yeah, because Halloween tries to be a little bit more serious. Friday the Thirteenth is very campy. There's a little more Fair. suspense because you don't know. Like he's just like. You don't know what he's going to do. And then, like, he doesn't, he ends up, like, not doing something when you think he is. And then when he does do it, you're like, oh. Art and I, like, <laughs> that this, was the greatest description of ever. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, he's going to do that. They're going to show that. Yeah, they show oh, it. Oh, and they show it. Yeah. And then you're oh, like, clinging <laughs> low, low, to your body low budget parts. Or, yeah, low budget. It's uh, on Netflix. Yeah. So, oh, okay. yeah. so it's, it's like 80 minutes, so it's not even Just long. Clinging to hold on to your body parts. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> I've, I think it's safe to say for me, he's probably Art the Clown is the killer. His look is fantastic. Ooh. He doesn't mm-hmm. talk. He's a mute. And I think he's already up there in top. And that's what makes him creepy. Top part. Yeah. He's very wow. like. I'll put him over Candyman. I'll put him over. I fucking hate Leprechaun. So I'll put him over Leprechaun. Um, he's Racist in the top. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's in, Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody! <laughs> I, I would say he's in my top four, top five. Wow! So I would put, you know, wow. Michael, I mean, Freddy, comes, Jason, yeah, Leatherface, and then when I it put, comes to horror movies, I defer to you. So yeah, that's I pretty think big, like, wow. Um, and like I said, I'm very more lenient. I'm more lenient with it. And the movie has zero narrative, has zero story. <laughs> don't just don't. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get anything but like not very deep plot fodder to get killed and stuff like <laughs> that it. so but the sequel it's a survival story and it's there's something that happens fucking in, astounding yeah so there's something that happens in the beginning of the at the end of the movie that it makes me wonder how they were going to create a sequel and i'm not going to spoil it on here but i read what the premise is it's very interesting how they're gonna move in with the second one so how long has it been since the first one oh like two years now oh so it's but really... it just became popular last year got it i fa- i funny story like a buddy of mine uh, he goes to horror conventions all the time, and he he put a, a picture of his son with Art the Clown, and I was like, "Oh, who the fuck is this?" So I found out about the movie Terrifier from him, 
And then I found it. I saw it on Netflix, and I immediately told Jen about it. And then, like, I've kind of told anyone that listens that Terrifier is great. <laughs> so uh, it's actually from 2016. It premiered at the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival. <laughs> and then it was finally picked up in 2018 for a limited release. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. And then the last, <laughs> last bit of news is, uh, I don't know. Give well, I got a little bit of news as well. Well, I didn't ask you, Ryan. Ooh. Oh, damn. <laughs> David. Uh, let me not David's be rude. I'm going to be very nice to you, Ryan. You you you, hook, <laughs> you, hooked, you you hooked me up with Kevin Smith. I figured you'd be more like in a, like a, a really like euphoric mood right now, considering you've been watching this whole video on the Star Wars thing. Listen, you, you don't want to. This is this is for, you. Mike, you just got me started. <laughs> Di- Disney always has my money. <laughs> like my wallet, my balls are in their hand. They squeeze it, money comes out. Watching what I just saw. If you, That's an image. Yeah. <laughs> watch it. Said his wife. Watching what I saw, uh, and Leo saw a snippet yeah, of it. Yeah. What I mean, they're squeezing them. I don't think I have any money left in my balls from like every the amazing. It, dude. Like in all seriousness, I think it's. I feel like what I saw. I feel like I'm on a, a movie set. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And yeah. I'm, I, I cannot wait till December. I, you know, I get to see the last Star Wars movie in the Skywalker saga and then i got to go see the millennium falcon like fuck man yeah the fuck he's you know, so, gonna be crying all oh yeah, yeah so yeah. i figured you'd be in a good mood and not like you know being cranky but, at ryan but ryan only has two <laughs> biopics so i have to get on <laughs> three damn it <laughs> but um before ryan gets into his news let me finish up what i have and then um i don't think anyone gives a shit about this movie but i wanted to talk about it anyway sonic the hedgehog was delayed because they want to fix tar- character design. Like three months pushback or something. Uh, like no, uh, I think four months. Jeez. Yeah, comes out uh, February now instead of like October. Ooh, Valentine's Day. Woo. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm gonna see it to see the clusterfuck. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to see Jim Carrey because I've always been a fan of him. Unfortunately, I haven't been a Jim Carrey fan in a very long time. This is you hate comedy and <laughs> you hate to be happy. You hate, you hate happiness. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, whatever. I guess you're right. <laughs> Except for The Office, you hate. Oh my fun. god, because The Office is fucking genius. All right, Ryan, what what news do you have for us? About Just a comedy? little fun tidbit. If you happen to have uh, 3.5 million dollars lying around, I do. You can. You can live in Tony Soprano's house. (laughs) What did you say? It used to be in your balls. No, it used to be in David's balls. It's in Bob Iger's pockets right now. Uh, Wait, Tony Soprano's house? Really? Yeah, the the, ho- the actual house from the yeah, show. I th- I s- so it was fun, so I figured I'd bring Jenny it up. Jenny tagged me in, oh, and she was like, let's do it. And I'm like, yeah, let's. <laughs> I drove him there. Not for nothing. All right. Actually. Living in New Jersey. We creeped. I will say that $3.5 million, I get why it's that price, because it's a Soprano what house. What town is it in? Mm-hmm. It's in what's Caldwell. Caldwell. Uh, Dude, it. It, it's... N- it's in a little, like, a cul-de-sac. It's, you can drive up to yeah. it. It's not we like we drove up gate. there. I didn't drive on to, like... Into the driveway and up, the, up to the house, but we like got out of the car and just like looked. Yeah, so I don't think because of location, I don't think it's worth three point five million dollars. Because really, you, there's nothing by there. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a huge, I'm not a very big Sopranos fan. <gasps> at all. Um, but if I could think of any place to visit on their like, I guess their show, it probably would be Bada Bing's before I go into the <laughs> house. So the original Bada Bing is actually closed. Yeah, and they moved next door. So. The well, real... no, that that was always there, but it was that they built that other thing for the set, I think. I don't know. I gotta have to look that up. That, I'm curious about that. I'll, I'll do the research. There. Let me know. I'll, I'll go do the research. Have you seen the whole show? No. 
when you what? guys when you, when you did when you guys did the uh, the whole retrospective on the Sopranos, yeah, I've never watched the Sopranos. I think we have to do a TV challenge. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know. We need a sound like, effect here. Law, what is that? The Law and Order thing? Dun dun. You please fuck Lucifer and watch the Sopranos. No, uh, Lucifer's so right. Good. And actually, yes. Lucifer is like ten episodes. Why. And me and Ryan don't, don't agree like on tonight. T. Fair. When Ryan is, is Lucifer like a superhero show or something? Yeah, it is. It's about so the devil. When, when Ryan said fuck a superhero show and watch the Sopranos, you know the Sopranos. <laughs> and also, Lucifer sucks balls. Oh, another. I, not- I feel like today is gonna be like the death of bromance. <laughs> <laughs> like every bromance in this whole group has been killed. Like Except within David the last and five minutes. our new listener, I Kevin. Get to the what up, Kevin? Episode. Hey, Kevin. We're, uh... Kevin gets a special shout out. This week. <laughs> I, I think my wife is jealous I of our bromance. I think he's bumping me down. Yeah, wife and bromance are being destroyed by <laughs> Kevin. You, you, Leo, you always have a special place in my heart. <laughs> But um, I don't know, Jenny. if anyone wants to buy the Sopranos house, <laughs> now available three point five million. We should all get together and just try to get that money, and then make it like a Sopranos museum. Man, or we just live there. We everyone gets like three months in the house. Well, so when the, the original owners lived there, and then they bought it like for a million dollars at the time, but back like I think in eighty three, that house was a million dollars in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, that's but it's a five crazy. bedroom, four bath. I think I was reading the New York Times article on it, um, but obviously. For the going market right now, and yeah. the fact that it's synonymous with the show, they're upping the selling price to like three point wow. two, and they actually and own a it. few different because he's a developer, I think, or something like that, and he actually has a few houses in that cul-de-sac development oh, also that he owns. And um, I mean, when you look at the house, it's not a bad house, but it is very—it's sort of antiquated in a way, like it's very much to the time that it was built. So I feel like anyone that buys it. If they're looking to modernize it, unless you're a fan, would. you might. Re- but it's I like would never yeah. touch that house. Well, that's what you think, yeah. right? Nope. But if someone decides to buy it, they may not want to keep it. The then same. they fucking suck. <laughs> so you have to be prepared. Charge right? them like, double. <laughs> when you have these houses of like iconic TV shows and things, you sort of it. It brings on this responsibility to keep it right. So like the full house house. Right, they yeah. someone else owned it. They hated people coming by. They like tried to change it different colors so people wouldn't find it, but people still found it. And then eventually, the owners decided to sell it back to uh, Jeff Franklin, and he bought it. And so, he put it back to the way it was. And he, I saw the full house. Know. House, yeah. And you know how I found it on Google on G- on, on my GPS? I just put full house house, and it literally took me there. So <laughs> you can change it. You can paint it however you want. That's it's on so Google. So. Yeah. So yeah, so let's move on to what we watched this week. Not that much for me. Um, I saw Bull Durham, and I showed Jen Field of Dreams for the first time. Nice, Kevin Costner binge. Yeah, what do you think of Field of Dreams besides me crying at the end like a little tool? Oh, David cried. Yeah. But what do you think about the movie? I though? broke. He broke. <laughs> I thought he was gonna break me the way he broke me when I saw the Shawshank Redemption, but he broke. He broke. Um, Why no, I thought break? it was a really good movie. I was like, this is, and okay. It's, it's not a baseball about, movie. It's still about baseball to a degree. To a baseball degree. is a very heavy theme in the movie. It's, yes. I still consider it to be a baseball movie. I think it's, it's about I relationship it's, of father and son. Yes, God damn it. But, <laughs> but, and father and daughter. Yes, but it's also about baseball. Baseball is the, the thing that brings them all together. Yeah. And it's so the it's MacGuffin. Still, the MacGuffin. So, you know, I think, um, I think for anybody that, is very knowledgeable baseball like a huge baseball fan not just like one team but all overall 
really would get a kick out of the movie if you haven't seen it, but you probably have already. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty sure. Pretty probably, yeah. more than likely. Um, but no, I thought it was good. It um, was good. We had... Um, we, oh my God. I actually Gabby think... Gabby Hoffman played his daughter. Yeah, I didn't even know who the hell Super that was, cute. and she picked She's it out. Now and Then and a bunch of other movies, but... Uh, that was a serious eye roll right there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, wow. A bunch of other movies. <laughs> no, I like her, but yeah. So, uh, I I mean, I yeah. love Field of Dreams. Um, Same. I'm not we, a huge baseball fan, uh-huh. but yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's... Well, I think it was the beginning of the Costner phase. Well, I was in the like 80s. 90s Costner was like. Because this was the 80s. Kevin this was Costner late 80s. Was it late 80s? was in his prime in like the 80s, 90s. And, yeah. then, and then Jenny didn't Jenny finish it, but I went off and finished it when she when she, um, when she she um knocked out. Um, We started watching Bull Durham. And that's more of a Jenny movie because it's a rom-com. Fair. Yeah. So, and it has. Um, Costner could do it all back then. Yeah, Tim Robbins was in it too. And she's like, oh my God, they were married because Susan Sarandon is in it. So I saw that, and then what else? I oh okay, so I saw X one, X two, X three, and X Men First Class. No wonder you see you didn't watch that much this time. <laughs> so what is your movie count up to this week? Um, it is. You haven't given us a. Were you counting that as movies or counting that as trash? Is that just like no is no that, no, is no that, movies? That, that it still counts. One sixty one. They Damn, all count. That's dope. So X one still is good. Hot take. Leo's so angry. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan you're, I don't know if you agree with me, but I didn't love X2 as much as I used to. I have to rewatch. You know what? I think I might watch seen, that today. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, so I was like, let me – I've always put it in the upper – you know, upper mm-hmm. echelon top tier, and I'm like, it's still very good, but I, I didn't love it. And also, um, X3 is bad, but it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It's just yeah. – it's just literally just sits there. I don't – I'm indifferent. And I hate Brett Ratner as a director and as a yeah, person. Right, yeah. So, like, I, that's what, <laughs> I'll never understand, and you may disagree, and maybe because I don't like to laugh, but I think Rush Hour is extremely overrated. I think Rush Hour, Rush fucking, Hour 1? I think it fucking sucks, Are actually. you insane? I think it sucks. You I actually think it fun. sucks. Yeah, I probably do, but I don't, <laughs> I don't like Brett Ratner, so. Um, X, uh, X-Men First Class is still fucking great. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely f- sensational. And then uh, the last movie we're gonna get into is Rocketman, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So yeah, uh, um, Leo, outside of TV. uh, Well, yeah, uh, pretty much on TV wise. Yeah, all I did was like starting to catch up on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yes, I know, I know. Uh, But no, actually, I I watched uh, Aladdin. Um, Oh, do you like it, dude? It was awesome. Will Smith and no Naomi Scott. Definitely killed that they, they take over the show like yeah. if they run it. Um, that song, what do you think of that? The new song, amazing. Uh, I'm I'm ready to say that's that's our front runner for best original. Best original, song. right? At the Oscars, I thought the same thing. You think so? Yeah, yeah. my La La Land crew is about it to win another Oscar. Amazing, <laughs> yo, for real. Uh, but yo, what's up with that scar? Oh, not scar. The uh, Jafar. Oh, the Power Ranger villain. Oh my lord, yeah. his voice was like. The squeakiest one of the whole cast. I knew there was a problem when I got the. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're doing that yeah. evil villain. We're <laughs> talking like '90s, like cartoon villain. Because like, I don't even, I don't remember the, the real Jafar. No, well, not the real Jafar. <laughs> the, the, the real animated. The, the animated Jafar laughed doing that evil laugh. No, but it was must, and he was much more menacing, and he was in 2D. And the CGI. Mm. Did you have a problem? I, I wrote that in my review that CGI was very distracting. Uh, at times, at times, because like, mean, like the, Jaf- the Cave of Wonders looked dope, though. I think the Cave that of Wonders looked, good, looked pretty good. But I think when Jafar became Jafar the genie, yeah. Spoiler: alert, you've fucking seen the Latin. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
That looks awful. When he becomes yeah. a genie, I expect him to look like Jafar. Did like he jacked up and like he looked like a like you know a genie. Yeah, he just looked like himself. Well, it's funny because I was reading a review about it, and it was like in the original movie, like when he wishes to be the Sultan. Like it kind of brainwashes everybody to that he's now the Sultan and the Sultan is nobody. Yeah. Here, all that it did was change his clothing, but everybody knew that he wasn't the Sultan. Yeah. So it's like I don't know how that was a wish. Uh, but another thing that really bummed me out about this one is we never got a chance to see Hot Jasmine. Um, that's a big iconic scene from the original cartoon. And <laughs> Hot like, Jasmine. When, um, when so, she changes her outfit. There you go. <laughs> oh, into the red. <laughs> yeah. Into yeah, the yeah. red. We didn't see Hot. You Jasmine. know why they didn't do that? Because they would have had to throw her in a fucking hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I don't think that would have worked. It wouldn't have worked. This is a more empowered Jasmine. No, it was definitely a good movie. One. I love. But it. I was actually the entire time I was watching, I was waiting for the costume change because I was waiting. I was like, but her wardrobe alone was wondering. incredible. But like, no, yeah, her costume design was on point for this. I movie. think we for have all of them. Yeah, with this week and Aladdin, I think we have two of our nominees for costume design at the Oscars this Fair. year. I think Aladdin has a very good shot in it. The movie and Rocket we're Man. Rocket Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. I think Rocket Man. I'm thinking of period pieces that are coming out the rest of the year and during all. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood may be a nominee for there. Hmm. And then whatever comes out at the end of the year, we'll see. But, like, I think those two seem very cool. a sure thing. But anything else? Well, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Um, I watched The Perfection. What the fuck is The Perfection? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's, um... That's like a line from Friends, as far as I know. Wait. It's a weird thing. It's a, it was a weird movie. It's on Netflix. It's pretty much about two uh, a violinist and then another violin cellist. I apologize. Hi Casey. Th- hi Casey, and thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says hi. hi. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so then they go away and shit ensues. Is the best way because there's a post. <laughs> How would you describe the movie? Because without giving anything away, that's the hard thing. Because there's a lot of twists and turns and stuff like that. It's pretty shitty. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely isn't going to be like a top ten and top ten at the end of the year. True. Um, no, and uh, I also finished off season two of The Runaways. Oh, how do you like it? I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, I love. Uh, I adore that yeah. show. Do you? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're up to yeah, date. Runaways. Yes. So, do you see what I mean? That it's too many episodes. I thought yeah. it dragged a little bit. Yeah, from yeah. yeah, it was a little drag. Like the first couple episodes were a little in, but as it got closer to the end, I think like there was like that, especially with the kid, the thief kid, like the one who yeah. was on the drugs. Like, yeah, I don't understand yeah, why they did him. that. Ten is too much. One thing in the world post Game of Thrones, like I think, it's, I think everyone's highly sensitive on seasons dragging and not having enough. <laughs> Like for me, well, yeah, I guess that's true. See, like Lucifer, when you watch it, you want more. Yeah. So, like, you're going to see that, like, oh. because Lucifer's, like, was 20, it was on Fox, so it was, like, 22 episodes. Woof. No, but no, for this good. show, it worked. Like, for this show, it works, the style. Yeah. But now, Netflix only, so they only did it at 10. Obviously, they picked it up, but they also have to see how it does. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's been tracking where it's, like, their number one binge show, yeah. like, for three weeks. And this is around the time they're supposed to get renewed, so I'm hoping. But I'm hoping when they renew it, they give us maybe, like, 15 episodes. I do know that Tom Ellis has said that he, he does like the fact that, like, it they did cut it down a little bit because we get, he gets to, we sort of get to get to the nitty-gritty of everything More. faster. Yeah. And they can play a little extra, so, like, 
they do some stuff that they couldn't do on Fox. So, but I wish it was because like it left me wanting more. Gotcha. And I was like, ah, oh, now, now like, but it's all right. As far as you guys know, for Netflix shows, is ten episodes like the norm? Yeah. For Netflix, Usually, right? Yeah. Thirteen and syndication, 10 to 13. twenty-two, twenty seems to be the norm. Unfortunately. So, are there any shows that are more than ten on Netflix? No. Thir- uh, no, 13, well, 13, the 13? Marvel shows. Oh. That's if about it. Well, if it's a comedy, like one day at a time is 13 episodes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it 13, depends it on doesn't, like the length. So there is, it like, doesn't go past, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't go past 13. I so. think if it's like an hour show, it's usually 10, but if it's like half hour comedy, okay. it's Cause, usually cause like Because Netflix 13. is smart and they know that 22 episodes is just nonsense nowadays. It's the truth. Well, I don't think it is. I think there's it depends shows, on, the depending show. on the show. Dude, it depends I, on the show. Watching yeah. The Flash this season, there's so much fucking filler. Yeah. Wa- watching, I'm trying to think of another episode that, another series that has a lot of episodes. Um, Supernatural had fillers. Well, yeah. Supernatural normally has fillers, but the filler episodes are always fun. I love meta episodes. We've so I actually discussion. just finished, finished <laughs> watching, I finished binging Supergirl this week, season four. I just went through the whole thing because I hadn't watched this entire time. Same, same. And I actually didn't think that any of them really dragged, even though they were like 22 episodes or whatever. I thought, I like. well, I liked Flex as the villain. Yo, tell me, right? And how everything connected this whole season when you didn't realize. And then I also enjoyed seeing the actor that played Ben Lockwood because I had uh, seen him on another show called, um, is it Almost Human? Or Almost Be- Human. Yeah, I love that show. Sci-fi. I was so bummed when they canceled it, but I really liked that show. And I think it was it's like being four human. seasons, being human, being yeah. human. I love that show. So yeah. good. Um, and so I enjoyed seeing him and I was like, Oh look, uh, so like that didn't feel draggy, but I haven't caught up on flash. I'm like two seasons behind on flash or three. It's almost over. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we got another, maybe one (laughs) or two more seasons left. It's going to be the world of Batgirl soon or Batwoman. And then, uh, I guess uh, Ryan, anything else? Um, I also, I rewatched Zombieland. Oh. This holds up. Still awesome. I love Zombieland. That movie's really good. For many reasons. Oh, so much fun. For many reasons. <laughs> um, it's Real funny. Hot. Okay. Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah. Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's re- no, Oh, I, Emma Stone. <laughs> and the whole Twinkie joke is fucking hilarious. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Twinkie joke. Really good movie. Have you seen Zombieland, Jenna? I've, I haven't seen it in a long time. <sighs> It's it's I knew she, I'd have to rewatch. It. I knew Emma could do comedy from Superbad, obviously, but I think this one made me like, oh yeah, she really can do comedy because she's really funny. I I just saw EZA last year, okay, surprisingly because Emma's in it and, and whatever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. why I, th- I I think people hyped it up to me a little bit too uh, high. I it. liked it. I didn't think she. I I think she's done better comedy. That's just it. yeah, I agree. So but but Zombieland rewatch, not bad. And Jen, oh, I one more Supergirl. I'm oh, sorry, Ryan. I, that's all right. Um, the I on the DC app, Justice League versus Fatal Five, really fun watch. Oh, Definitely yeah. recommend if you have it. I agree. Um, love it. Love it. really good story. Why the hell they couldn't just bring the animated universe into live action? Live action. You know what I mean? But we always have that discussion. Yeah. Um, did anyone see Swamp Thing? Not yet. I haven't no. yet. Okay. I'm I'm gonna wait till it's all there, and I think it's probably gonna be bad because. Um, they made them finish the whole series in one season, so Jeez. we will see what how it ends up. Um, I think because of the whole issues with they don't know how long, how much longer the DC universe is going to be available Got and all it. that fun stuff. So, all right, Jen, what, what about you? Outside of TV, what do you watch? Um, well, really, just Rocket Man. 
Oh, okay, then we can just talk about and Rocket then Man. Supergirl. I so, binged Supergirl all week, and really, that's it. So I like, got to get back on so Riverdale. Go, so going into oh yeah, you you do because there was a really big cliffhanger and a flash forward that mm. someone's dead. And oh yeah, I know. My yeah. mom told me. Yeah, she spoiled it. You don't watch Riverdale, right? Which one? Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Is this person really dead? Of course not. Or is it just in? No, it's just inferred. To make a scene. Yeah, it's just to make a scene. They can't. They yeah. can't kill no, this person no, off. No, he's. Yeah, no. Well, you w- just gave it away. I'm gonna have to. I didn't see that. who it was. Yeah, but you, you, you gendered it. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> it could be many, pe- many, many males. Um, but anyways, uh, you just said it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so we're going into Rocket Man. Um, they, they. He, um, going into so going into Rocket Man, I don't. I had a feeling it was going to be what it was, and perfect example to use is Across the Universe, and I don't love Across the Universe. Damn it, Across the Universe, really good one. And but that's not a musical biopic. I know because it's not. She asked me, and I'm like, that's not about the Beatles. So Staying Alive and uh, Saturday Night Fever, they they're their biopics, right? Actually, staying alive is only like it's actually a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yeah, but it's such a great film. No, it isn't. Have it's you amazing. seen Staying Alive? <laughs> Super enjoyable. Ryan, don't tell me you like Staying Alive. Tony Manero is a national treasure. Staying Alive isn't terrible, and it does have a very good song in it. Yes, Frank what? Frank Stallone. Yeah. Well, I like. I actually saw Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever is it Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. That's for the, the first time then, two years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and I really oh, liked that. I thought it was a really, really, really good movie. There is amazing. Yeah. Song. Yeah. Oh, far from over. Such a good song. Here, let's play it. It's right. a good song. All right, go ahead. It's actually the only. Really. The My only dad was super song. big into Travolta, so I used to love these movies. Oh really? Yeah, huge, huge fan. Are you gonna put it? Yeah, give me a second. Oh, that's from that. They yeah. use that in sports montages now. The yeah. co- instrumental. I can actually record this into mix this in. So the, are you familiar with the story of uh, of uh, staying alive? No, uh, well, no. Like what happens to Tony's character in no. staying alive? So he ends up working as a dancer in like a big production. That's wonderful. So the whole movie is him. You guys like, hear me now? Yes, I do. Go, go ahead, Leo. Yeah, no, the whole right. movie is him like training to be like part of this performance. It was a really big dancing movie. So I see why zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> so, Rocket so Man. Rocket the movie. Man. So, <laughs> yes. Uh. So, the fact that it was like one of those. It, it was good. It was a biopic. Kind of. Well, your a, boy directed it. You know that, right? Who the fuck is my boy? Sly Stallone directed Staying Alive. Well, I didn't say he was a great director. Okay. He also trained him. That's why he was like jacked as. Yeah. As. Yeah. As shit. shit. So, Rocket Man. <laughs> um, so, I loved it. I. I guess I was really surprised of how they implemented the musical aspects to it and still were able to tell by, you know, Elton John's story. It was really, really good. Um, there, poor man, Je- Jessica Chance Chastain. Bryce Dallas Howard. She is borderline really awful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That accent is terrible. Jen? Yes. Poor man, <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Bryce Dallas Howard. It wasn't a horrible. I didn't think it was that horrible of an accent. It's very distracting. I was she like, was. It's just because you know that she's not British, but 
that doesn't wait. But I don't. I thought sense. it was. No, no, you don't know. Me. You know. You know. All actors aren't British, and you they still do British accents. Yeah, yeah, but it really wasn't like I don't know why David. David just doesn't like her. So no, he's gonna I pick that I don't like at her. like what he doesn't like. It's not that I don't like her. He doesn't like Prince her. Dallas you Howard. never like her. You never liked him. I like her in. in. I like no. I like her in Peace, Peace Dragon. Dragon. Okay, there's one movie. <laughs> Spider Man. I forgot she's yeah. she's Gwen Stacy she's in Gwen Spider-Man. Gwen Stacy, baby. Uh, well, Emma, Emma Stone taught her how to well, be Gwen Stacy. Um, <laughs> she told her how to. No, Gwen but Stacy. the movie the movie itself is good. T- Taron Egerton is incredible, yeah. absolutely incredible. Now, of course, we're gonna get the comparisons with what came out last with year. With Rami, um, I think they're both tremendous. A lot of people like Taron more because he actually sang. Yeah, he sang his stuff. That's yeah. impressive. And I, I shout out to the fact that I've been on board with Taron as to be Elton John since he was a singing gorilla and sing. Oh and shoot! And he sang "I'm Still Standing," and I'm like, "Ooh, that's that's good. That's oh, like wow. really good." Um, if he does, if Rami won the Oscar, Taron should, I think for sure should get a nom. A nom. Like he is so good. Wow. Um, there are scenes that. You transition from him dealing with an addiction yeah. to a concert. It was it was one of the musical, uh, I guess, the musical moments from the movie. He's transitioning, singing a song um, from dealing with certain drug addiction and then put a smile on his face and lead to a concert in Dodger Stadium. But the transition to that was done so well. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else in terms of performance-wise. Who played uh, his partner, the his writer? Oh, Jamie Bell. He was really good. Oh, Jamie Bell really? was really good. AKA the thing. Yes, that's true. He is the thing. He's Ben Grimm. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you're right. I forgot about that. He's oh, also. Shit. See, I can always bring it back to some kind of geek also stuff. Also in Billy Elliot. He's I've the never boy seen from Billy, Billy Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. Isn't that the, they use Elton John's music or something for Billy Elliot or something like that? Uh, he may have co-wrote, co-wrote the music. The music. Yeah. Um, ironic. Oscar wise, I'm surprised it's out in May. It feels very. Jimmy Bell's actually married to Kate Mara. Nice. Ooh, lucky man. Fun fact. Um, it feels very September, October-ish release. Okay. Because of the type of story he's trying to tell. But I guess it's just trying to make the money. Well, this, this one would have the, the legs for it's it, It's going to make money. Yeah, it's the gonna, music alone is enough to watch the movie. Like. Is it be- I will say I, it's better than Bohemia Rhapsody. So I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. It is better than Bohemia Rhapsody. No one moment, maybe, captures Live Aid to me. <sighs> What about the Dodger performance, the Dodger Stadium? It's only a few seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm bummed. So it looked really cool. The only thing that I guess I see why they chose to do this, they ended the movie in 1990 when he goes into rehab rather than continuing. That would happen afterwards. And the the other issue, I I guess not issue, but I wish they would have touched on more. His relationship would die. They didn't with Princess Diana. They didn't touch that at all. And they kind of hinted at what Candle in the Wind is when he's playing it on the piano. But then they ask him, like, what is it? And he's like, oh, I don't know what it is yet. Uh-huh. I don't have any words to it yet. So I'm like, oh, you couldn't even touch on the Marilyn one. Interesting. So I was like, oh, I guess. But he probably didn't write that till. well, no. I guess it depends. But well, the Marilyn I think one. it was more because this was his story trying to show his progression. And then yeah. they wanted to end it where, like, with my favorite Elton John song, place, which is fantastic. Where he's been 28 years sober, and he's done all this good, and he turned things around. And they do take. He did find someone that did love him for who he was, and they, oh, a funny, funny story about you know. that. Um, so I, I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but last night I was watching. Uh, I was catching up on uh, DVR episodes of Jimmy Kimmel, 
and oh, they, and and they had Taron Egerton on, and they were talking to him about like you know the movie, the experience, and he mentioned that when they were, uh, when they screened it at Khan. Um, that they were looking at it and that he was sitting like two seats away from Elton John mm-hmm. and Elton John's partner. And as they're watching the movie, like they were kind of like him and the director kept looking at Elton John to see how they were reacting to the movie. Yeah. And that him and his partner kept like touching each other's leg when they were like seeing the scenes of like how their relationship progressed in like in the film. He's not his his husband is not in the movie. Is not. No. Not till the end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But like it was cute. But though. there are moments with I don't know if this is true. I gotta look this up, but like he has a relation with Rob Stark. Um, the guy that plays Rob Stark, I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally Rob Stark. I'm like, uh, like the King of the North has awkward. returned. He has a relationship with the King of the North. <laughs> um, I don't know his manager. I I don't know if leader. they the type of relationship that it reminds me a lot of that Bohemian Rhapsody relationship. Got it. So I was like, oh, that that's they're playing that same tune there. To see if there's something. So oh, wow. I wonder how real because I read that. The relationship with Freddie and that guy w- was real, but it was Ex- you know, exaggerated, exaggerated for the movie. So That's this may fair. have been. Um, I liked it because I like this specific aspect of it. They didn't put his songs in continuity order in terms of when they were released. No, they just I, I they, they put, put it, them in as far as the story. Like if they it fit the story. They right? blended it yeah. into the context of the movie because I think one of the first songs that they put is Saturday Night, and that's not one of his first hits. No. So and I heard of Benny and Benny and the Jets was put in as a like a part of like a storyline yeah. too, right? So yeah. I did like the inclusion, the way they included his songs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's nice. I think it's going to be nominated for a lot of things, Definitely especially if it. it holds up, making money, and then. If Bohemia can do all this, I think Rocket yeah. Man will do the same thing. And outside of, Bo- unlike Bohemian, which I really, really love Bohemian, um, this has critical praise. It's nice. certified at ninety on RT. So damn, damn. And Jen, you can say what. You know, you like I thought it. it was fun. I thought it was really good. It definitely has a very um, across the universe style with sort of it's just the music is blended into the narrative and. Um, I enjoyed the choreography, the way they like put everything together. The costumes are like great, and how much they tried to be very like historically accurate to what he really would wear, or how like he'd pick out like all these glasses and like <laughs> the the like platforms he'd wear, and just like all these crazy things that you're like. And if you want to know if those specific moments are true, at the credits they do a side by side. They do. Oh, they do like a fun those are cool. Side by side with it. Um, you know, I think. I think it was it was nice to see in a way I didn't really realize what his home life was in the beginning, like as a child, like his childhood Mm. was like. And I think you you definitely feel obviously maybe there were some moments that were probably a little more exaggerated in the movie. But like he had a very his father was a dick and his mother was not much greater. You see how wonderful grandmas are Mm. Uh, and, you know, how they saw something or at least his grandmother did very early on that like she's like oh wow he's like picking up the piano and like encouraging him to play that and then just uh, you know leading into everything and then him trying to figure out how to be himself um there was a moment in that movie and that angered me so much and i don't want to spoil it Hmm. and from personal experience and i was like Furious. Speaking of what Jen's talking about, just wanted to throw my two cents on that mm. out there. Piss me the fuck off. But, but you, yeah, you so see how really good. you see how it didn't like the the issues at home didn't stop him from succeeding, which gotcha. is was great. So, 
Rocketman, probably the number one movie or number two movie in theaters this week. So Where you, would you put it in your list of biopics, David? You're, you're about, you're, you're about, <laughs> you know, this is why you get paid the big, the big bucks. Because well, you, you just, get paid? Because <laughs> you, just, you just transitioned ourselves into... Wait, do we want to talk about the box office? If it's out. The numbers Ooh. are out. You just killed Leo's transition, but sure. I did. I did. <laughs> but, so it's not out show. yet. It is. An hour ago it was out. It says it. Godzilla oh. won the domestic weekend box office with $49 million, knocking out wow. Aladdin from the top spot. What's number two? Number two is... Aladdin. Rocket Man took oh. in $25 million. And Ma brought in eighteen point three million. Wow, that made a lot so more than I thought. That made a lot more than I thought. A lot dropped to four. Then, jeez, where's Avengers? Let's I'll tell you right now. Oh yeah, most importantly, where is Avengers? Wow, look at this headline. This is a separate headline. Avengers Endgame has sold more tickets in America than The Phantom Menace. Not surprised. In a quick Avengers <laughs> Endgame update, the MCU epic earned seven point eight million in its sixth weekend of release. That brings the Russo brothers. IMAX shot sequel to 815.5 million in just 38 days of domestic release. That 55% drop in the weekend after Memorial Day is much larger than the likes of Infinity yeah. War, Captain mm-hmm. America Civil War, and Avengers Age of Ultron. So what you're saying is don't go watch Rocket Man, go watch Avengers Endgame so again. So it's <laughs> in terms of inflation, it has now sold more tickets than Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. The Star Wars Star Wars prequel earned four hundred thirty one million in nineteen ninety nine and then another forty three million uh, with a two thousand twelve three D reissue for four hundred seventy four million dollar total. Adjusted for inflation, that would be around eight hundred thirteen million in total. So Avengers four is now eighteenth place on the adjusted grocers list. But the important thing that I do want to mention is all right, we are almost there guys. Avengers is now two point seven one three billion dollars. We're so close. <laughs> We're so close. So actually, Rocket Man was number three this weekend. Okay. So Godzilla forty nine million, Aladdin forty two million. Aladdin Rocket- made forty two million dollars this week. That's did. great. That's yeah. really good. That is really Rocket good. Man twenty five, mm-hmm. Ma eighteen, John Wick three eleven, Avengers Endgame seven point eight, Pokemon Detective Pikachu uh, six point six, Booksmart three point three, Brightburn two point three, and The Hustle is still around at one point three. <laughs> so I think it's gonna do it. If it gets a re-release like Avatar. Yeah, you said. So I yeah. think it needs a re-release. On the re-release, it'll make it in its first weekend. I think it'll make $50 million or 60 I think it's 70 away. So Damn. I think it's going to do it. It just needs a re-release. And okay. I think they're going to do it during Oscar season. So we're almost What's there. What's the word on Ma? Sorry to cut uh, you off. 60, but just going... About 62% on RT. Oh, not bad. So, yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the YouTubers that I watch their reviews... I mean, um, it beat its budget of five million. So yeah, it nice. said that it was um, that she was great, but it was the movie was Meh. so so. Yeah, like they wish that she had a better movie. Probably like predictable, right? Yeah. So, but creepy it looks like too. Like all the trailers I watch just get, get like a really creepy, yeah. uneasy feel to it. Yeah, like you know the creep. Like you're listening to some creepy music too. Speaking <sighs> of music, wow. <laughs> Giving himself a segue. I That's had to. incredible. I, I had to. Well done, you had sir. such a You had such a good segue, and Jen's like, let's talk box office. Well, we did box office <laughs> Well, dude, if you hadn't wasted all the money by giving everything to Disney, then she wouldn't have to worry about money, and you'd be having the perfect segue. I guess you're right. So, and you could be living in the Sopranos' house. <laughs> sure. So 
we decided to look at our top 10 musical biopics. I thought we were just going to do biopics and just like, nah, you got to do music. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. So I. Oh, we're not doing just biopics? No. Oh, come on. Wait, what do you mean? You said it has to be biopics about musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all agreeing. I thought we were just doing... I thought thought you meant, like, movies about music. I was like, that's not at all (laughs) what I did. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. I originally thought... Reese would be number one if that was the case. Fun fact, Reese is not in my top five. What is wrong with you? Did someone hurt you? Did someone hurt you? (laughs) While watching a comedy and or Grease. So (laughs) I I would put my favorite musical, Singing in the Rain. Then I would... It depends... Where how I'm feeling. I mean, I put La La Land's my top three. West Side Story, um, and then I have to think. But I don't. So Greece isn't in my top five. I think Greece is somewhere in my ten. Greece that. is definitely number one for me. So, okay. but we're, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we'll get to that another. That's day. another list for yeah. another day. <laughs> so this one was a little harder for me because musical biopics are, I you know, give or take. I don't watch them too often. You definitely saw more than ten though, right? In order to rank I have this? eleven on my list. Nice, but I've seen more like. Um, I originally last week we were talking about Eight Mile, mm-hmm. and I saw it on. I did one during my research. I did see it on a lot of people's lists, so it is on my list because it's loosely based on his life. But you know, it's not loosely based, and I did see Get Rich or Die Trying, <laughs> and that movie's fucking <laughs> oh, terrible. No, oh Jen's like, no, that doesn't work. But yeah, I guess we can get started with some honorable mentions. I but right, like trying to come up with this list, I realized I'm like, oh, there's a few of these I should definitely see, like the coal miner's daughter. With yeah. Sissy Spacek, I, I saw hear that. is like fantastic. Yeah. Who's that about? La Vie on Rose with uh, Marianne Cotillard. Who's that about? Is a, well, I mean, yeah. you can look it up, but. Jenny, you want to see his movie? I, I well, yeah, because they look good, but right oh. now off the top of my head, I can't think of also, it. Also, in Jenny, too, there's a James Brown one with yeah. Chadwick Boseman. I, want, like, I, I want to see I that heard now. about that, but I never got a chance to see it. I've never seen Amadeus, so I have to see Amadeus. Oh, you've seen Amadeus? No. It's super so, good. That's on my list. All right. So, honorable mentions, I have, I only have one. I have Love and Mercy. Okay. So this is from, I think, 2014, 2015. This is actually a biopic of Beach Boys frontman Brian Wilson. It stars Paul Dano and John Cusack as the musician. Uh, Love and Mercy alternates between Wilson and the 1960s during the recording of the seminal album Pet Sounds and the 1980s, depicting his struggles with mental illness and his psychotherapy program. So I like the duality of you're able to see the highs and lows. Uh, it's good. It's very. It's a low budget. It's very. It's an indie. So it, I don't think a lot of people knew about it, but that's my honorable that's mention. an honorable mention. So I'm gonna go th- ten through six, and then we go from there. So my number ten, I just saw yesterday. <laughs> Full disclosure, I've been wanting to see it for a while. Uh, Sid and Nancy, okay, now available on Criterion Collection. That's why I I, uh, I saw it because it was something that interested me when I was doing my uh, my Criterion Collection purge. And so pretty much Gary Oldman and Chloe Webb, they are Sid Vicious and Nancy. They are um, Sid Vicious was the basis on the Sex Pistols. Okay. And pretty much the movie. I thought you were Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Yo, same here. I thought, I was like, Wait a minute. Psycho Sid did not play music. So pretty much it's like a varied drug filled version of romeo and juliet wow like it is very gritty it's very dark gary oldman is incredible i said vicious and then um chloe webb as nancy uh, spongen she is fantastic um Mm -hmm. the movie deals with a lot of drug abuse deals with violence um and i do you know the story with how that story ended with sid and nancy not too much i don't know 
Do you care if I spoil it or? It's not a spoiler. Well, it's not a spoiler. But it's real I know life. What happened? What happened? You know what happened? Yeah, it's not a. But right, it's yeah, not a spoiler. It's real life. It's, it's real not a spoiler. Life. I know, but I don't know if people. I didn't. I didn't know this until I saw the movie. To be honest. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Uh, so spoiler alert. The rumor <laughs> is that he killed her in the hotel room because they in the movie they have an argument and he stabs her once. Because they, they had bought knives for themselves, and then he stabbed her once because she was like, oh, you want to kill me? Kill me or whatever. So he stabbed her, and she bled out. Like, they went to sleep, and then she just bled out and died. Shoot. So he ends up being the only one in the room, so he gets uh, you know convicted. Of, not convicted, but he gets uh, accused of murder. But the movie, he in real life, he has a heroin overdose like three months later, and then he dies. So the movie ends with a taxi pulling up. Him getting out of jail, dancing with some kids, and the taxi pulls up, and it's her in the taxi. And then the movie ends, and then it shows that Sid Vicious died from a heroin overdose uh, three months later or whatever. Oh, shoot. He was only 21 when he died. And she was 20. Damn. They lived a lot, though. You can tell by just watching the movie. Actually, after the movie, I was like, let me research research a little bit more on this. Um, Yeah, she is... She, in a comparison, she's like his Yoko, but no one liked her. Like you, a lot of I read a lot of interviews and I saw some clips and stuff, and no one liked her. And this was your honorable mention. So no, this is number ten. This was number ten. I was like, damn, this sounds really good. No, <laughs> it's, it's, I was surprised because I was. And another thing, I'm not really into punk music, and I never really was. So it was just seeing that type of not just music, but like the vibe of being. In that genre, in that world, yeah, yeah, in that world, it was very interesting to see. It's really good. The movie's not long; it's about like one fifty, so it's not too long. Um, I think Jen would love it. I think Jen would be all in it. first. And knowing her, she'd probably be like, "Oh my god, baby Gary," because he's only twenty five. Oh the, shoot, yeah, like twenty five, twenty six. No, I would just be like, Gary Oldman for me is Air Force One. Okay, I like, guess she's she's never seen she's Air never Force seen one. the professional. Oh, because he's in that too. He's a bad guy in The uh, Professional. He's fucking bad. Have you seen The Professional? Gary Oldman, yeah, villain, 90s. Yeah. So that's my number 10. <laughs> my number nine is because if you assholes can include Selena, I'm including Notorious. Okay. That's a, that's fine-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. how. I don't know if you. I knew you were going to add that when you yeah, said it the same. other day. And you're like, no, I'm not going to add that. Notorious is your number. Okay. Number nine. So, I mean. It's not great. Don't get me wrong. Is this the one that looks like him the most? The guy no. that looks... No. I don't think he looks like him at all. But I, I think he does a great job but as there him. There was a movie about him that there was someone that did no, look like Pac. him. No, that was Pac. Pac. That was a Tupac movie that looks exactly... No, but I remember there was another West There was Side? another Biggie movie that no, someone one. looked a little bit more like him. I think there's only been there's only been one. Really? Yeah. Unless you're thinking about um, Straight Outta Compton with uh, Ice Cube's no. son. No, yeah. So, I mean, but overall, the movie's is it's That's fine. It's nothing nothing to rave about. But for me, Biggie's my favorite rapper. Biggie's one of my favorite artists of all time. And just seeing, I just wanted, I was just curious. I just wanted an okay movie. But it turned out to be a little bit more than okay. It was good. A lot of continuity-wise, I know everything about his career. So I was curious to see how they progress. Um and shout out to Anthony Mackie, ca- our captain, our new Captain America, who uh, was Tupac in the movie. <laughs> so that's that. From Papa Doc to Tupac, that's a good one. That's true. Um, my number eight is a sad movie. My number eight is The Pianist. Ooh, have you seen that, Jen? Yes, I have. 
Only once. So, Only needed to see it once. So obviously, you may not know who. I, what, oh my god! I'm gonna de- destroy his, his name. name. It's number eight. Vladslaw Zippelman. Yeah, Zippelman. So the Vladslaw. The, the movie. The, v. You see him on the rise as this well-renowned pianist, and then the war happened, and then. What happened? At, what yeah. happened in Germany? And I think they were in Poland, actually. So what happened there? And then you see him just struggle. To he went through. He went through. And I don't want to spoil anything because it's something that it's very. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to take. It's a very. It's like Jen said. She seen. She just saw Schindler's but it's not a movie that you can just. No, it's do not. on it's repeat. Very, they're, they're very deep. They're very deep and um, yeah, heavy. But the way it ends, it's just. It's actually. A, I didn't ha- think of the. Penis it's a happy a ending. Biopic. It's a real. Yeah. Sweet ending to. A movie that's not sweet at all. I he, think he was great in the movie. He won the Oscar. Adrian Brody. Sure. Won right. The Oscar. I think it was a well-deserved Fun Oscar fact. That year. Do you know who directed that movie? Please be... Who? Roman Polanski. Oh, shit. Who won the Oscar for directing that movie. Yeah. And he couldn't accept it. Good. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have won the Oscar or he shouldn't have... He shouldn't have won the Oscar, but... He shouldn't have been you able see to accept who else it is anywhere. It? I think who, when you see who else has directed, who but was nominated that year. for a different reason. Yeah, that's for other He's reasons. Murder, et um, And <laughs> now my number seven is 8 Mile. For I remember seeing it when in 2002. and Anthony Mackie again. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Mackie. <laughs> um, he is, the movie's really good. And M is pretty decent. Yeah. He's pretty decent. Um, I'm in it for the for the freestyles. I remember watching Facts. that movie and like remembering and memorizing the entire battle raps for everybody. Absolutely. And it was a I like that it was the last like 30 minutes of the movie. Like you had that ba- that back and forth rap battles. By the way, he should have lost the second round. <laughs> that leave it to Beaver line is better than anything, so he should have lost the second round, but um overall the movie's very entertaining. Uh, RIP Brittany Murphy. Yeah. She's really good uh, in it as well. Um, yeah, so the reason I was like hesitant was like, really not? His name's not Marshall Mathers in the movie, but it's as cl- it's like all that jazz for anyone yeah. who doesn't know Bob yep. Fosse. It's kind of that. So that's my number. Hold on. It's your sec- seven. Number seven. And then my number six is actually, oh, I'm glad I'm kind of glad G's not here. So I don't get flack for this. Uh, it's actually Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So damn, I expected it to be higher for you. No, no, no. My, my. My four through one is pretty okay. pretty set. And then five is also new to the list, uh, new in theaters. So I know it's controversial, and I know it's not like, it, 100% accurate. <laughs> but neither is Rocketman in certain yeah. aspects, too. But I think Rami Malek, just seeing Rami Malek, and I love Queen. I think my love for Queen and it, the movie not being a complete dumpster fire just yeah. kind of helped for it. And I really did like it. The more I watch it, the more I actually do like the movie. And I think Rami's act stupendous. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then Live Aid at the end is just a great 20, 25 minutes in the movie. And yeah. I mean, controversial for what it is. You know, I, I, don't, I doubt it'll be on anyone else's list. But yeah, Bohemia is my number six. So what do you got 10 through nice. six, Leo? Uh, so I wanted to keep true to your spirit of uh, true biopics. So uh, I did add. Uh, so I only have watched nine pure biopics. <laughs> so my number ten is Eight Mile. Uh, my number nine is The Doors um, oh, about yeah, Jim Morrison, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, number eight, What's Love Got to Do with It, with um, about oh. Tina Turner. Never seen it. Uh, with um, Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett. I've never never seen it. 
Uh, my seven is Amadeus. I really need to. Is that about Beethoven? Super. Yeah. 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 Oh, I gotta see it. It's about like the the oh, I want with him it and, um, Yeah, it's super cool. It's super like. It's like it won Best Picture. It's very. It's like there's like who beef plays in Beethoven. There. Uh, is that F. Mary Abraham? It's Bob Gedolf. Gedolf. Oh, okay. Get, bleh, how do you say it? Get off. Get off. Yeah. Uh, my six is Ray. I see it in my head. Okay. So hold on, Ray. Yeah. Because I, I, it's mm-hmm. higher on my list. Uh, Ryan, you have two. So what are they? Lies. It's um, eight mile. I have no. I have three. Oh. Okay. So I have uh, eight mile. I'm sorry. Notorious, Jersey Boys, and Eight Mile. Okay. So I mean, I I would say Jersey Boys. I'd throw it in an honorable mention. I did because I love the musical. So mm-hmm. I was wondering yeah. how, how Clint Eastwood would actually make the movie, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then, Jen, what's your... So I have an honorable mention, and you may fight me, but I want to make you angry. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> my honorable Welcome mention, to married life. My honorable mention is Spice World. Oh! I thought a biopic! It kind of is. No, it's it is It's them, and it's the music. Damn, and them I want to add Spice World no, to my list, too. They have, like, a retrospect of, like, them Spice singing World in a cafe. Spice World is fucking terrible. So, oh, damn, I'm Jenny do wins it. it. I'm just going to do it. Spice World is terrible. Spice Jenny World. wins the whole thing. Ryan, you're, like, over there, like... Jenny wins. You, you, you have oh, to no, I don't, I've never seen Spice World. I've had, I have no intention. Jenny won. Terrible. <laughs> I'm so on. Um, so number ten, what's love got to do with it? Number nine, Amadeus, and actually it's not Bob Geldof, it's Tom Hulsey. Who, pl- who? And then uh, Antonio Saliri is F. Murray Abraham. Okay, so he won the Oscar. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, my number eight is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, good. If you're on the- high five, I didn't think anyone else would have it on my list. <laughs> my number seven is Jersey Boys because I forgot about it, and then Ryan said it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I did really enjoy it, and I like the sh- oh, I like the show. My number six is Eight Mile because it is based on his life. Oh, whatever. Loosely based. <laughs> B Rabbit is not a real name. See, now that everyone's agreeing with me, like I, Eight Mile is like number three on my list. B Rabbit <laughs> is not a real name. And I'm that, just like, saying. Good music. Oh, it's great music. Got the yeah. beat. Great like, music. what's your favorite freestyle from the movie? Ooh. Now that we're talking, or do you want to save to when you get to Eight Mile? Well, so that's my own. That's number ten. So oh, okay, I okay. already did. Oh wow. It's gotta be him versus Papa Doc, but I think it's. One, I, I, I gotta get this. Despite the fact that I think he lost, I love when he's like, "My motto, fuck lotto. I'll get the seven digits from your mother for a dollar tomorrow." Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, my number. What? Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, was so, I was trying to hit the microphone. My guys. number five is actually Rocket Man. For right on. I, I can't put it higher because it's. I even feel bad having it in a number five. I hate putting movies that just came that, out, yeah, like, but it really had an impact on me. Thing. I thought it was fantastic and original for a, for not just a musical biopic, an actual biopic. Mm. The 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 narrative structure was completely different from anything I've seen before, and for me to like it as much as I did, because Across the Universe, like I mentioned before, has the feels of that, but it's also Across the Universe is not a biopic. Yeah, no, it's so, just straight up. Yeah. All right, my number four is La Bamba. Nice. Nice. Is that higher on your list, or do you want me to hold off on that? It's higher on my list, but that's okay. You can talk about it. So yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips plays Richie Valens, and the first time I saw it, I actually had no idea who the hell any of these people were. Same. I think I was like Same. eight or nine years old the like, first time I saw it. Good music, but yeah, I saw it was Latinos I, though. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> seeing it on the TV. Remember the old-fashioned TV guide where you had to scroll up and you had to see. Oh, who was La Bamba was always on TV. So I saw it. I'm like, oh, I know that song. My mom likes that song. Yeah. So 
I didn't know he died. Yeah. And I didn't know how he died. But I thought the movie was fantastic. Lou Diamond Phillips is phenomenal. And who plays Donna? Uh, let's see. Cause I, and I do really Our like shop. that song. The uh, old Donna. Um, it's just it's very sad. And it's a great Latino representation. I yeah, thought it was a fantastic I, I, movie I, I overall. I didn't know much about the story either. I just thought it was a movie. I didn't know that it was like a true-to-life movie. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this really happened. <laughs> so it's probably also one of the first movies that has like a really large latino cast yeah, i would say for at sure. least in for an american film right very true um so donna is played by danielle von zernick never heard of her don't know what mm-hmm. else she's been in she was in general hospital but yeah i watched la bamba then oh oh yeah you love general oh. hospital right <laughs> donna danielle von zernick so she played louisa swenson in 1983 Oh, yeah, no, that's way before my time. (laughs) (laughs) So. He's like, no. In 2017, the film was selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and or aesthetically significant. So the budget was $6.5 million, box office of 54.2. Nice. So my my number three is Ray. Okay. Um, fun fact, it is despite Jamie Foxx being incredible as Ray Charles, it's actually not my favorite performance of his that year. Of Jamie Foxx? Uh, Col- Collateral is. Okay, yeah, it gets a good movie. Yeah. Right I, I think Collateral is very underrated. But I obviously knew who Ray Charles was, but I didn't know it. it this is before everything was out there for you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the movie was more impactful for me. Um, he was incredible. The Seeing his life, and I guess I didn't musicians at that time most of them it seems like they were addicted to drugs or yeah, alcohol yeah it's so a common, the common trend the common trend is yeah that. just seeing his addiction and just seeing how it played out on screen was really really great um and i remember ha- having an impact on me in terms of i remember rewatching it a lot and i remember telling anyone that listened at school about it so i remember I'll, really taking a liking to it back then so that brings me to my number two which is one of my favorite actors, Joaquin Phoenix, and Walk the Line. Walk the Line. I yeah. love Johnny Cash. Oh, man. I know. I heard, I heard amazing things about it, though. Yeah. What? what? Nothing. What are you, you're looking at me weird. Nothing. Have you seen Walk the Line, It's Ryan? really good. You should see it. No, I want to. I just have, like, if it was, trust me, if I, if I did, I would have put it on the list. I think he was, perfect. <laughs> I think he was perfectly cast as Johnny Cash. I thought it, I yeah. thought that was a very good choice for it, and I didn't really know too much about June Carter Cash, but I thought Reese Witherspoon also knocked it out of the park, especially being like having the Southern accent and um, really good. I will never. It is one of my biggest disdains of Oscar robbery in terms of who won and who lost. I mean the fact that. Um, Joaquin did not win for the Oscar. I think they both should have won. Reese and and Joaquin should have won the Oscar. It sucks that he still doesn't have one. To, yeah, and it's gonna. He hates the Academy. It seems. So, but yeah, going back to the movie itself, um, I didn't know his addiction was as strong as it was, and that song before he passed away had to do with his addiction, right? I hurt, I hurt myself. Hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's per se just about that, but it's probably just in, in general. He suffered. He had a lot of, you know, obviously 
the pill addiction and heroin at the time, hmm. what was technically heroin. And uh, just, I think he also suffered from depression. Yeah. There was, those are things that typically weren't right. Like, it wasn't something for you to go see a shrink. Yeah. It wasn't something for you to go say, I got a problem. Especially you when you couldn't admit weakness at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. there was just certain things that it was, you know. Especially who he was, you know. So, here's who beat him. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Capote. Yeah. Truman Capote. Yeah, I've I, I seen Capote, and I think... Capote. Capote, and I think <laughs> Joaquin's a lot better, but it is what it is. But, yeah, that's my number two. So, Leo, yeah, five my, through two. My number five, Jersey Boys. So yeah, right four seasons, Frankie Valley. So do you do you sing in the shower like Frankie Valley? <laughs> <laughs> do do? I sing anywhere there's music. <laughs> Favorite uh, Frankie Valley song. Ooh. Oh. Big <laughs> that song. Uh, I, I, I gotta get back to that, bro. I gotta get back to that. Mine is My oh, Eyes Adore You. Of course it is. Oh, oh. Such a good song. It's a good song. I also think because I, like my mother loves this song, so I always heard it growing up as a kid in like part of her cleaning music. So it's just, you know, yeah. It's a good song, though. For me, for me it's either December 3rd, 1963, or... Oh, I um, think that's going to be mine, yeah. I love, can't take my eyes off of you. Okay. That's a beautiful one. Uh, number four, Straight Outta Compton. Okay, hold your thoughts on that. <laughs> number, number three. I wonder what David's number one is. Let's stay tuned. Mm. Uh, number three is La Bamba. Okay. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned too. I think just like, watching like Latinos on t like on the screen was like something different. Yeah. Other than like telenovelas. <laughs> um, my number two, another Latina on the screen, would be uh, you bugging son. This is you the- are straight bugging. <laughs> this is probably the, the only time I would ever say that I'm a fan of Jennifer Lopez, but her portrayal of she Selena was, she was, was actually pretty much on point. Solid, and that was another movie that had a predominantly solid Latin t- cast. Yes. Solid top fifty. After you called it out for La Bamba. I'm like, wait, my top like, two are <laughs> Constance Marie played played her mother, which actually is a little weird to me because, like, she was, like, the same age as her. But, like, she was later on the George Lopez show. Like, so, you know, you had... And then, obviously, like, Edward James almost because he's, like, in every Latin movie. He's great, though. I know. Yeah. But, like, he he was a good fit to play the her father. The and I've decided my favorite Frankie Valli song is going to be Grease, actually. Oh, right on. Grease I'm going to stay, I'm gonna stay, stay on uh, stay on brand. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Lena's my number two. Uh, Jen? Okay. So, number five, Straight Outta Compton. Hold on. I'll hold. <laughs> number four, Rocket Man, because I really enjoyed it. And the music was good. I just, I think the overall, I just, I like movies when everything seems to fit together. And mm-hmm. the, the story, the songs, like, were well-placed, even though, obviously, they weren't in, in the order that they got released. But you didn't need that. Like, it's just the creativity of the writers and Word. everybody. All the costuming was there. The, even the little parts that were very like fantasy, I like that because that was like sort of very across the universe, and I love across the universe for me. Um, so I just thought it was really, really, really good. My number three is La Bamba. My Ooh. number two is Selena. Woo! Oh, it's not Yo. number one. Okay, it's awesome. not number one. Awesome, Jenny. But like Selena is so good. It's okay. It may not be the exact, but I don't know. I f- I feel like especially the fact the movie came out. Not even this just shows you how big of a star she was on the rise. And then it was just so two years after she died, they came out with the movie like it was just such a big 
thing and all her fans mourning. I mean, she still has this legacy that her family has kind of kept alive. And then, you know, obviously the movie helped further immortalize her. Yeah. Right. But like she still there's still things that are coming out like she was just. Yeah. She was taken. I think I equate her, especially like Aaliyah, like they were taken before their time and they had so much. They did so much, but they had so much left to accomplish and i think especially for her like her music was great mm-hmm. she was doing things that were very different at the time that crossover music other. was like legit she that was, was a like a big deal yeah. for her to and i think there's the fact that like knowing who like just spreading i mean i didn't know i was how old was i when she died like seven i guess yeah. maybe and i didn't realize at the time but then like obviously the movie came out and like the music and it just it was good and J-Lo killed it, I think, in the role. I think she was very, very good as her. And, I mean, like, you had some classic lines coming out of the movie. Anything for Salinas. Yeah, see? <laughs> like, it was just so good. And then, like, you never forget that, like, iconic white rose, like, dropping. And you're like, oh. And fucking Yolanda. Like. Yeah. And the fucking ring with the blue egg or whatever. You know, like, those are things that you remember. So anyway, it's the really good machine, movie. How to dance. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's it's good. It's so good. Oh well. Okay, and then that's it. That's it. And then my number one, <laughs> shocking. Wait, Ryan ha- doesn't have any others. He only had no, three. He only had three. Oh, all right. We could yeah, ask. I had the three. We could ask him to I re-rank <laughs> the three. <laughs> <laughs> so my number one is uh, straight out of Compton. What? That's what? a shocker. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see man. this coming at shocking. all. Plot, I lost a bet. Thanks. Plot shocking. Um. So. Before Straight Outta Compton came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so fucking terrible. Uh, um, I love the NWA, and I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of old school hip hop. Uh, NWA being one of the first rap sure. groups that I've ever heard. Yeah. So um, when I first saw the movie, I remember like it was yesterday. It was Jen, myself, my, uh, our former uh, host, Lou, his wife. Our buddy Serge, who was on last week to dissect Game of Thrones, and his girl or his fiance, and we all went to like a ten o'clock showing, and the vibe in that theater was electric. Everyone was so into it. Everyone's into the music. The movie itself, performance-wise, was fucking great. Yeah, insane. Baby it, Ice Cube. Yeah, what's his name? Played by Baby Ice Cube. What's Baby, Baby Ice, Cube. Ice Cube's name? Uh, we'll just say Baby Ice Cube. Baby Ice. So Baby Ice Cube's performance was great. Um. The the guy that played Easy E, oh yeah, was why am I gonna I'm, I'm gonna give these guys props I'm bringing everything up, so while I'm looking this up I will say the one thing I O'Neal Jackson, yes the one thing I didn't like, and as a fan of hip hop, and exactly what happened I know a lot of details about the O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson sorry. so I know about the beef with Dr. Dre and Easy E yeah I hate that they skipped over it. I hate that they didn't include any information. They mentioned the chronic, but they didn't mention anything in terms of their actual back and forth. And I don't like that. But I understand that Dr. Dre had a lot of uh, input. input. Yeah. So I Jason Mitchell played Easy e So he was fantastic as Easy e And just seeing where they started and how they got together yeah. and, their, and their falling out, it was because we, we, we grew up with these stories about yeah. these relationships, right? So like, we've always like seen it or talked about it with each other as far as like friends and like hip hop fans, but like seeing it on the big screen or seeing it like 
it, it meant something. And so most like, importantly, before then, most hip hop movies outside of you know, like I said, Notorious is, is on my list because I love Biggie, but the movie's not like an all time great or anything yeah. like that. This yeah, is yeah. a legit great. They movie. They weren't taken seriously before this movie. Yeah, all hip hop movies sucked. Like we had Belly, we had State Property, we had shit like that, and then we got straight out of Compton, and I was like, "Fuck, is this good?" Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one. I would have said La La Land, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll, we'll do musicals. I feel like that we have to do. We like, have before your time. Ah, oh, we can go. I gotta back. do my own ten then. Uh, number one for me is Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? Yeah, my dude. Oh. I'm not the only asshole that likes no, Bohemian no, Rhapsody. I love it. I think. Look, I think there was definitely its. It, it had its flaws, but like, just like again, kind of like what it did is like it brought more attention to Freddie Mercury, which is crazy to say, but like he's overlooked so many times as far as musicians are concerned because he was in a band and not by himself. Yeah, that does. but like his talent is undeniable. The music, I, I, you know, how many times I've heard people say, "Oh, I went to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't know all those songs were Queen." Yeah. Like, people don't even recognize how great Queen is, was. Also, I think even, like, just the fact that, like, well, to a degree where, right, some people would say that the country or the world has gotten more divisive or more less accepting, maybe. But also at the same time, like, but for the most part, we're we're more, we are more progressive than we've been. So, right, this biopic wouldn't have been able to be produced or made. Fair. 20 years ago, right? Like, they wouldn't have done it in the same way that they, they're doing it now, which I think is great. Like, it's great. It's important. You need to do this. And I think repre- representation, especially for, like, the LGBTQ yeah. Yeah. Uh, community is just as important to show, like, this is one of your icons. This is an icon for everybody. You don't have to be gay. Absolutely. Or, you know. Yeah. Just be accepting and be more open to those kind of things. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, number one for me, Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. right Go ahead. Walk the Line is my number one. Of course. Yeah. Love, love, love this movie. I can watch this movie a million times. I can listen to the movie soundtrack a million times because I, I love Johnny Cash and I can hear his music, but I think they did such a terrific job. Both of them singing, Joaquin, Reese, that like I can listen to the movie soundtrack and uh, enjoy all of the songs uh, just the same. Uh, I think they uh, they just did a terrific job. Does uh, Phoenix do his own singing in the movie? He does. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's why like it 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 does well. Like when they sing themselves, like it's yeah, it's it's it's, got it's a just as good. Like it. I can listen to all of their songs. Um, I think the movie's very very good. I like. I didn't really know too much about June Carter Cash, and I like that I was able to learn a little bit more about her in this film. Um, I think just seeing how their relationship evolved, how they met, but it wasn't just them. Like, it was really him in the beginning. Like, the spotlight was mainly on him, but then they, you know, once they met in the timeline, they brought her in. And you got to also see a few little cameos by different other people. There's a hint on Jerry Lou Lewis in the movie. Like, just around the time that they were doing all these things and just the fact that like um what an impact he had and yeah it was really it's really really good oh. i think it was a very well done Agreed. biopic i gotta say them. i really dig the fact that our lists are all very very different like, different yeah, yeah i like that as well um and ryan mine's different because uh, it's short <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much wraps it up this week i do want to go through the agenda for the next couple of weeks Ooh. um Next week, we are doing, I like to call the episode, the Trilogy of Trilogies. So what we're going to do is we're going to do our top five best trilogies, because I know we've done a trilogy episode before, but not like this. So we're going to do our top five best 
our top five worst and our top five underrated trilogies of all time. Now, for me, as a comic book fan, can I count Captain America 1, 2, and 3 as a trilogy? Yes, sir, because I am. Fantastic. And it's... Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll see. Um, (laughs) I already know my worst trilogy is easily. I don't tell me, but I'm. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't tell me. And then the X Men, those count as a trilogy, and then the other trilogy. There's two trilogies in X Men. No, there isn't because we have. There is. Because the future past united them? No, because of. Dark Phoenix, that'll be four. Uh, you can count that first one, though. But technically speaking, day, uh, Days of Future Past would have united both Everything, universes. All seven so of them, like, yeah. Damn it, I can't. I can't count Toy Story anymore. It breaks my it. heart. Yeah, you're right. And it destroys my heart. All right, so. trilogy. I mean, it doesn't come out this week. You still can. <laughs> <laughs> so you can count Star Wars because it literally is split into three trilogies. Trilogies. So, yeah, the Holy Trilogy and the other ones. <laughs> Don't you disrespect the last and two. others. So, <laughs> all right, then June 11th, we like I mentioned, we're doing our trilogy, and then the following week, June 18th, we're looking at the 35-year anniversary of Ghostbusters. Ooh. Right on. And then June 25th, we're count- looking at the 30th anniversary of Leo's fave and one of my favorite movies, Batman 89. Yes. Awesome. And then, to finish up the month, we are going to do... Um, Jenny doesn't know this. I just thought of this right I, now. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, what are we doing? You <laughs> we, ended the list. We are going to do our top 10 of 2019 so far. Oh. So ha- midpoint of the year. We'll bring it. We'll count down our best of the year so far. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I think the wife That's approves. That's true. We are at the halfway point. Yeah. It's June. What's your number this? one right now? Like, end I know we June. still have a few weeks before mm-hmm. we get there. Oh, end game. End, end game for I mean, me I, too. This, end game for it's me It's going to be like number one and number two. <laughs> Yeah, it might have to be Endgame. All right, so we'll find out how our list turns up in next month or at the end of the month. At the end of the month. So for that, kids, thanks again. Keep on rocking. Keep listening. Yeah, guys. Keep 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 on on spinning. Keep sharing. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.